Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. As again, I'm apparently not here right now. No, I'm, you're not. I'm in Anglesey, Wales, so this is all coming to you a little bit early. So if our breaking news is not actually that breaking. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why. First up, plug ourselves yes. very, very quickly. If Instagram, you want, Twitter, always. in the description below. Yes. Like, review, subscribe. Comment. Comment. Anything. Anything. Write us an email. Something, do something nice. Okay. Uh, support us by doing those things. Yes. But breaking news. Breaking news. First one. South African rugby potentially. Issuing warning. Yeah, they could split from uh, Australia and New Zealand. Well, they're just saying, listen, don't push us. If you don't want us in the competition, yeah. then, then we'll go. Then we'll go. So, Is really, it? I've sort of looked into it a little bit, and it's the thing is, is that there's been discussions about the rugby championship and Super Rugby and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and New Zealand and Australia were trying to make a decision without South Africa. So, obviously, South Africa couldn't get on the Zoom call to discuss it. So that's <laughs> deny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just us two. Just us two. So. I mean, they they haven't. It's been a bit poor from New Zealand, and South uh, Australia, and oh, they just I, I haven't included I, them. I actually don't. I'm not going to put Australians in there. I'm going to say New Zealand. It's been poor from New Zealand. Right there, you go. New yeah. Zealand have driven this. Yeah, I can see why they've driven it because they've got little sniffs of the fact that South Africa want to go and play in Europe. Yeah, and they're like, well, okay, go and play in Europe then. Yeah, go play in Europe. Mm. And they've maybe they've forced South Africa's hand a little bit. Maybe they have, and yeah. maybe they're saying, actually, you do, know what? Do South if you want to go, if you want to go and play in Europe, go play in Europe, yeah. and we'll sort ourselves out. And if you and want, they, to be, they if, are trying to, aren't they? And if you want to be part of it, then you come back to the table. Yes, maybe this has actually worked for them. Yeah, it's brave though. Very brave. 
I think it's more brave for the player to keep your player base because I know the New Zealand rugby players that I've spoken to. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one from Ash Dixon here. You know, there's a little quote if I can find it easy enough here. Um, you know, he's expressed his disappointment of the potential split with South Africa, and I think he's not the only one. Pretty sure everyone they all want they all want to play of course teams yeah. yes they don't want to be away from home as much as they used to be and yes they don't want the flight times and they don't want to have to go to to argentina japan and south africa you know a six-week tour but they still want to play them in one shape or form one way one way or another yes exactly and you know he's gone on to say i'd love to see the south africans still there i think it's a huge part of the rivalry and that's the big bit it's the bloody rivalry. Massive. The history as well. Yeah. You've got to keep them involved somehow. Yeah. And, and we've already spoken about that. Doing a New Zealand conference, Australian conference, a South African conference, top two, maybe top three from each conference, make it through to the finals. Yes. The ones that are left over, you could maybe do a second tier yeah. uh, as in a, you know, a, a Gallagher trophy or a, yeah, or a plate, or, or, you know, like they do in the, in, the um, sevens. in the sevens. And I know that might not be well watched. But it would still give them gains, yes, exactly. which is important yeah. also. Yeah. I think it's very interesting, very interesting times. It might force the, the South Africans' hand to make a final decision one way or another, yeah. which is what everyone needs. Because let's be honest, it seems from the, the face of it, from the outside, that they've had one foot in one camp and one foot in the other yes. camp for maybe the last year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Next story. Yeah. Eight months on. Clive. Sir Clive Woodward. Uh, Do you know what? Seething. <laughs> Great words. Can, can I just go back and say Sir Clive Woodward? That's what I just said. Yeah, I, I know. But, oh, but, right. You didn't. So you're no, wrong. I just say Clive Woodward, yeah, I know, don't yeah. I? Do you know why I say Clive Woodward? Why? Because he shouldn't be a sir. He won a World Cup. And that was it. That's yeah, why he's a sir. I'm like, services to rugby. I hate it when they give... I hate it when they make people sirs because they're doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. Why uh, I'm doing my job. You're not a, sir, podcast. You're no. not a sir, are you? No, should be. Well, some of the kids call me sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hate it. Yeah. It's like Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson. Now, arguably, he did a lot for the sport. Well, he did a lot got, for Manchester United. But he got paid very, very well in the process yeah. of doing it. Yeah. So I like to think giving people serves for the work they do that they're not getting paid for. Yes. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, well. But anyway, and I'm sure that does happen. Anyway, Clive we're getting Woodward. into a bit of politics. Clive there. Woodward is seething, apparently. Yes. About Why? the embarrassing way that the England World Cup final preparations took place. I absolutely hand-fisted that. But anyway, you understand. <laughs> I get it. I get you just, mate. I, don't, I, 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 I might be wrong. And Clive, you've always got the opportunity to come on the Super Rugby podcast. I think deep down, Clive doesn't didn't want them to win anyway. He that, wanted to be the only like, oh, coach. If they win, then the then I won't be the only one, and yeah. people won't still want me on TV. And yeah. I don't like Clive Woodward. Is that quite clear? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a shock. I respect Clive Woodward. Oh yeah, he's done. A, he did what, a great job for what he did with yes. English rugby during that period of time, taking them from. Lose, lose, lose to win, 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 win. Can I just say, going back to the Sir, Richie McCaw was offered a knighthood. And said, no. No. Why? Why would he be a Sir? 
for doing his job really, yes. really well. Yeah, I mean, he won Agree. two World Cups. Agree. Fantastic. Great. Has but, he but, you know. services to raising money, services to things you do after you've retired, services to going above and beyond? Yes. Not services to what you're getting paid for. But also, you know, like the um, the English football team yeah. who won the World Cup, a lot of them are sirs yeah. for winning a World Cup. Yeah. They're like, why? You did your job. Well. Yeah. And you got paid. Yeah, well done. Well. So why are you a sir? Correct. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was their preparation poor? It's a real tough one, isn't it? I think Eddie Jones works in mysterious ways. Yes. And it's very, very difficult to pick a team up that have beaten the All Blacks in the semi and expect them to fire on all the cylinders in the final. I think he did make some mistakes along the way, but arguably the team that loses will always make mistakes. Yes. The South Africans, it was like a perfect storm for them. They had motivation, they had the team, they had the coach. It all worked really, really well for them. They'd had a arguably, arguably, because I've got a bit of stick for this over the um, on YouTube, but arguably they had a, a, a slightly easier route to the final. <laughs> I'm saying that. We're going, oh, I can just hear the emails coming in now. Um, slightly easier, slightly. And and playing Wales, you know, if you said to them, who would you rather play, yes. Wales or the All Blacks? We'd you would pick Wales. Now, yeah. I'm not saying Wales weren't a good team. No. They're a very good team. But you'd pick them over the All Blacks. Yeah. So, the you know, it, it was all, they played their final the week before. Agreed. In saying that, they did have an advantage because they had an extra day to recover. And that might not seem like much, but it is. Yeah. You know, they had time to unwind, time to, you know, I just think South Africa, it was their moment and they I had agree. the team and the coaching panel yeah. to, to do it. They had a very, very good assistant coaching panel who's obviously now part of the, you know, the, the head coach as well, yeah. who, um, absolutely fantastic. So a lot went their way, but they made it, they made it all go their way. Yeah. So d- did it go England's way? No, but it's very, very tough to make it go their way. They were outplayed. And I wouldn't say it was embarrassing. No. They were outplayed. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. Next story up, mate. Yeah, not sustainable. Rugby stars not sold on Super Rugby Aotearoa. They've loved it this year. But moving forward, they want to have the opportunity to travel. Yeah. They want to have the opportunity to play different players. Again, like Ash Dixon said, the rivalry between other countries, not necessarily... The same country? Yeah, and I think they're also worried about, oh, if it's just New Zealand and Australia, Australia aren't in a great place right now. So therefore, it will be a watered-down version of Super Rugby. Yes. That's a big call. And, you know, Super Rugby has struggled, so we don't want to water it down, do we? No. And I think that's the bit that they're worried about, is the fact that they're going to turn up. Potentially, some of these teams will, will, you know, if... If, let's say, the Crusaders play the Reds at the moment, or the Waratahs at the moment, or the Force at the moment, they would expect to beat them. Handily. Yeah. And and, and if you're playing them week in, week out, easier games, it might get a bit te- 
bit bored. They might get a bit bored. Yeah, they also won't be improving because they're not potentially getting really tough games. Yeah, and they want to test themselves against the best. Against the best. And that's how you improve. Absolutely. Next one. Yeah, I love this story. This is like Beaver coming back. Can I just say that? Beaver. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So Beaver, to people who may think that it's um, an interesting word for uh, <laughs> something else, um, won us the World Cup. Yeah, Stephen Donald. Yep. 2011. Goes overseas. Oh, so he wins the World Cup. He's yep. on a boat. He gets called in. This is a great story. You've probably seen it before. There's a movie about it. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Um, anyway, he goes overseas after all that, and he comes back and he plays. Not as well as he did before he left. But Not well it, at all. <laughs> still great, eh? And he still he still played NPC rugby yes, and all that. Yeah. Well, another one's coming yes, back. Yes, Liam Messam. I do like him. I like Liam Messam. So how old is he? Does it say he's 36? 36. Yeah. And he's coming back for the uh, the 2020 Mitre 10 Cup. So that's the sort of provincial, the step down from Super Rugby really, isn't it? Mm. Um, he was a good player. So he's come back from Toulon? Yes. Yes. From Toulon. Um, is What's he going to be like? Very good. Very good. He's an absolute professional. He is, but what's he going to be like? 36 years old. I reckon he'll be <coughs> as good as when he left. And he, okay, he wasn't as... That's a big call. <laughs> That's a very big call. Um, he, was, <laughs> he was slightly on the, you know, he wasn't making the All Blacks as, you know, starting. But I think he'll raise his game. He's just one of those guys who just loves rugby. Yeah. I think he'll be someone when he's 40, still playing club rugby. But like Carlos. But King like Carlos. King Carlos, yeah. He'll still be... He'll still be doing his stuff out yes. there and he'll be a massive benefit because he's going to come back and play for Waikato. Waikato. Yeah. But it's good to see players like this coming back home. Yeah. When there's still life left in those legs and he yes. could still be making more money. Yeah. He's coming back to support New Zealand rugby. Yeah. Which is fantastic. He also knows he's going to go play. He's going to play, isn't exactly, he? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he might not, well, he's not going to play in, in the French league. They've, they've called their league off for the season. So great to have him back, that's for sure. Up next, Tobes, we are going to review this week's matches. And we're going to do that via telephone. Oh, technology is fantastic. (laughs) Even though I'm rubbish with technology. You know, you you don't down yourself, mate. Well, I know how to turn on a phone and turn on my laptop and stuff like that. I'm glad because that's what we're going to do it on a phone so I'm glad you know how to turn it on. But anyway, that's coming up next. So the first game's up, Tobes. We want to go new... Oh, let's go Australia, shall we? Let's go Australia first. Yeah, we'll get rid of the duds. <laughs> actually, you may say duds but I actually think... Hey, um, how good was the Reds game? Well, you say the Reds... I actually think the pick of the games for the um, AU was the Western Force and the Rebels game. It was 10 all at half time. And I was thoroughly impressed with the Western Force. Yeah. What was full-time score? Full-time was 20 points to the Western Force and uh, 25 points to the Rebels. And it See, was, the Western Force are getting closer though, aren't they? Uh, they, they thoroughly, in my opinion, they thoroughly deserve to win. The, the Rebels continue their ridiculously weak form considering the team yeah. that they've got available to them. 
But I mean, some some of the people from the the force that I was massively impressed with was the fourteen uh, Rolston, absolute wheels, mate. I'm not sure why he wasn't playing Super Rugby before this. And was he injured? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I think he must be just a young pup. But um, oh, Richard right. Carhui, okay, mate. Richard Carhui. Yeah. Was is he good? Was he good? Um, yeah, I think he was okay. He, nice, nice touches. He looks about as old as me, and that's saying yeah, something. Yeah, he is. Eh? He, really, yeah. he really has aged over the last few years. But he did some nice touches, and he was a good but addition think, to the team. I, I was going to say, I think for like having Richard Kahui in there, it's not necessarily because he's you know a world beater, but he's level headed, and I think which is quite a young team, and maybe a bit inexperienced. So it's good to see that they've actually picked someone up who has got, you know, a lot of international experience. And he's played overseas quite a bit too, hasn't he? Yeah, you've also got, I mean, the, I think the reason why they're doing pretty well is because you've got Nick Frisby, who's a good nine, not quite sure why he's tumbling passing it at times, but John O'Lance, who's a good team. Yeah. And I think he's yeah. in, in with a shout for the um, for the Aussies, just a bench player. And then Richie yeah. Kahui. So you've got those three guys who've got a lot, a lot of experience around yeah. a lot of younger players, which you're absolutely right about. But Henry Stowers, you know, the Sevens star from a few years ago is playing for them. And Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy Thrush. Um, so they have loose, Jeremy Thrush. Absolute loose cannon, mate. He is. A, so they've, they've uh, I think they've almost pulled a team together. So it feels like for me anyway, you know, they're a bit, like the barbarians they've pulled people from here and there and everywhere so i think they almost just need to give it a season for the the players to gel and actually get to know each other on the field and then next year they'll be right as rain won't they yeah i mean unfortunately i just can't see a next year for them uh, and no, no and that, that'll be the real shame. But you're absolutely right you know you look at these players and you say well there are good enough players to be producing five teams in Australia. I just don't know whether there's the money. And some of these guys no, have come right. back and they normally play in Europe or they're normally playing in Japan and they're available because of the coronavirus. Because there's no other sport being played, that's, that's right. right. Mate, some other talking points here was the refereeing. We had our old friend uh, Angus Gardner, who... Oh, yeah, sure he can be we, a bit of a loose cannon we, too. We used to think he was a fantastic referee. He just doesn't play... We any, did, yeah. doesn't play any advantage. And the other, the other no. thing that I noticed, which I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed about, is they've always got a female touch judge. Always got a female touch judge on the sideline. Why are you annoyed about that? Well, because if you're going to have her on the sideline, you've got to give her a main game. What other touch, yes. What other touchy has not refereed a main game? You know, it's almost becomes a bit of a token gesture. We have talked about this before, haven't we? And I think we should almost do a bit of a main thing on it in a couple of weeks. A main little segment is why why aren't female refs actually refing a game? Oh yeah, I mean, let's leave that to another one. I don't want to be. I just I just think there's not enough female referees out there. That's the first thing. And because of that, you got a very no. But small... why can't yeah? But why can't you just have? Because they've done it in football. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could. This, so this, why what? This, this, I don't. Unfortunately, it's really quite embarrassing. I don't know her name, but 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 she's obviously a good referee because she wouldn't be doing the yeah. touch judge. Give her a game. See well, what's exactly. the worst that can happen. Yes. 
give her a game, you well, know, against the the Western Force and the and the Waratahs. You know, they're not going to win the competition this year. What's the worst that's going to happen? Well, exactly. You know, we might see an up and coming referee. Absolutely. Other thing, mate. There's a bit of biff in this game. I, I love a bit of biff. There was a bit Ooh. of biff here and a bit of biff yes. there. Got to love a bit of biff. Handbags being thrown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was one of those, though, you know, it's like the, the modern age of rugby, which is everyone just pushes each other. No one throws a punch because everyone's scared of getting sent off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next game up, we've got the Brumbies uh, versus, versus the Reds. And as you said, it was a great game. Yeah. But it does highlight but, you've got New Zealand who are playing like test matches week in, week out. And then you've got the Australians yeah. who seem like they're playing schoolboy rugby. I know. You know, it's like... It's not that good, is it? The Brumbies go up by two tries, and then after half time, the the Reds get 17 unanswered points, and it gets to the end of the game, and they're both making stupid errors, stupid mistakes, yeah. wrong decisions, and the Brumbies fumble a win. Well, that's the thing, you know. They are making silly mistakes at crucial times, and you're like, well... You know, you, a lot of you have played international rugby. You shouldn't be making those mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. do you think that last one was a penalty? Oh. If they had gone back to the big screen, they would have seen that the bloke blowing out or clearing out yeah. <clears throat> was holding him there and like yeah. almost pushing him into the penalty. It's so hard. I mean, I think the refereeing across Super Rugby this weekend has been very questionable, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Got a Crusaders game. Oh, I don't even talk. We'll go into that in more detail. But, yeah, the refereeing on the whole has been... I think it's just such a hard game to referee. It's such a yeah. hard game to referee. There's so many rules and so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a good entertaining game. Both these Australian games have been entertaining. Um, and yeah, I good really, kick to finish too. Yeah, good, very good kick to finish. He absolutely for the young boy. He duffed the um, the winning kick before that. So uh, yes. So yeah. Um, so we had a. I thought Jordan Pataya, Pataya, he came on and he was the difference. So he he's um he hasn't been playing, has he? No, he's actually on, been in the Wallabies setup. Yes, he played for the in the World Cup last year, didn't he? Yes, correct. And he's got a bit of an awful haircut, a bit of a bowl cut, but we'll brush past that. Um, Mate, you are talking he, he about haircuts. Well. Can I just repeat? You are talking about haircuts. Mate, I brush my hair. <laughs> I wash my hair. Do you use so a bit of, do you use a bit of well got hair, right? Do you use a bit of well... Oh, that heart. Okay. Too soon. I'm not saying any more. I'm not saying any more. I know he was very... But no, good. you're right. He He had a fantastic game. And he went, you know, when he, I'm not sure why he didn't start. Oh, I just think he's come back from injury, but he, he looks because he very, came very in, he came on early too, didn't he? Yeah, he came on in the in the at the end of the first half, and yeah. as soon as he came on, lovely offload. I think they scored, and then it was pulled back for a high tackle. So they could, yeah. they could yeah, have got, what was that? Oh, yeah, well. Oh, village. It is one of those things with rugby now. You know, you, you, when you score a try, you dare not celebrate because you think, oh, God, how far are they going to go back? How far are they well, going to go look back? Well, if you look at the Blues game, you know, they called them offside back in the 22 when yeah. they scored a fantastic try. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? But, you know, at some point yeah. you've got to say that, that that's got to go. If you didn't, If you didn't pick it up then... 
then it wasn't um, clear and obvious, which we'll Correct. talk about. But yeah, I, I just yeah. thought that um, there wasn't a lot of. I mean, the Brumbies. If you can't stop their driving mall, you're going to lose the game. Oh, I mean, they almost beat them. <clears throat> Three tries from rolling malls. They've got a I good know. set of backs, and they just don't seem yeah. to want to use them. Well, they don't need to because they're scoring tries with the rolling mall. Yeah, very true. Very true. Just, it just. I mean, yes, the Brumbies have found a formula that works for them, which yeah, means they a bloody win good games. Mall as well. But it's, it's a just, bloody good mall. Not great for the rest of us to watch, I suppose. I mean, at least the Reds <laughs> threw the ball around and gave us something to to um, Mate, really enjoy. It, rem- it rem- the rolling mall reminds me of English rugby. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think actually English rugby's moved on from that, but we'll. Oh, it has. Yes. It has, and it's more attractive. But back in the day, back in the day, it was rolling mall and kicking, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Shall we move on to the uh, New Zealand matches? And uh, normally, yes, I'd say uh, normally I'd say that the New Zealand matches were a lot better than the Australian matches. But I actually did think that um, the Australian they matches were on are par pretty, this week. Yeah, pretty good this week. Yeah. So we listen. Um, let's get this Crusaders Chiefs game out the way. Yes, let's do that. First the Crusaders. Things, first, Aaron Cruden, <laughs> mate. Hundred games. Great to see. I know. Good. Uh, Sam Whitelock, 150. I didn't even pick up on that. Was it his 150th yeah. game? Yeah. He played really, really well, didn't he? He's coming into his own now because we were sort of bagging him at the start, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. well, you were bagging him. I was just on the coattails. <laughs> no, you were, bagging, you were bagging him at the World Cup, man. <laughs> true, very, very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, really, really good, mate. I thought this was a great game. And... Um, yeah. I thought the dream team of Mawanga and Drummond was exceptional. Yeah, they're a good pairing, actually, aren't they? Yeah. And on the flip side of the coin, the big difference between the two teams for me was you've got Sola Caller, Sam Kane, and Lachlan Beauchere, and those guys wiped the floor with the Crusaders pack. Yeah. They're, they're a good loose Ford pair uh, group, aren't they? Actually, yeah, they absolutely. I, I tell you what, I think they're. You could arguably say that 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 trio there is world class. Heavy ball carry off the back, yeah. and two very yeah. very good poachers. Beauchere should be an All Black. Yes, you. you yeah. I mean, the problem is you've got so many that should be All Blacks in that position. Why no? Ridiculous, no, eh? Are. I mean, Cody Taylor, much better in the lineouts. They did have to shorten the lineouts for him. They went short yeah. lineouts, which which gave him more of an opportunity. But um, also, that's that's what you do as a team. You you sort of change your, your game plan, your setup. And yes. I bet you that they didn't that they won almost every lineout that they got. Yes, yeah, which gives them a way better platform. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the bench also. Uh, Marco Leo off the bench, Oliega, great turnover to to get a penalty to basically push us a little bit, and then Bryn Hall coming on was also fantastic, and and yeah, that, that was the difference really in this game. The difference between the two teams was the scrum, and the fact that yeah. the, the the Crusaders got penalties yeah, in the scrum. scrum. Um, and I thought that really the other benches. big difference was the benches coming off because yeah, the Chiefs front line team was exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. And it wasn't until late in the game that the Crusaders started to get a little bit of a foot standing in there. But I've Was written, it a knock-on? <laughs> I've just written here, the conspiracy against the, 
the Warren Gatlin and the Chiefs continues. <laughs> I know, God. There was two, wasn't there? There was the um, Anton Leonard Brown knock-on. And when that happened, yeah. as a Crusader supporter, I loved the decision. I was like, brilliant, no clear knock-on. It wasn't clear. Just give the try. You gave the try, so stick with it. Yeah. Then the second one, <laughs> as a Crusader supporter, I thought, no, that's definitely a knock-on. <laughs> I think it clearly comes, it goes forward out of his hand for a start, and then he swats it backwards. Correct. So he's yes. lost control forward. And he's swatting yeah. it back. Well, that's, for me, that's still a knock-on. That's a knock-on, yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm I'm happy to take it, but uh, it does yeah. feel a little bit hollow. And um, I did feel it, a slight slight bit of guilt towards um, taking that try. <laughs> but just before we move on, I tell you what, Damien McKenzie throws his body into anything for a little fella, isn't he? Oh, he was, he was exceptional in this game. So that first try, why would you... What, wouldn't you just let him score? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big the big fella running at you. You're thinking, get out of the oh way. man! What are you doing? But he had a, he did a bloody good effort. Yeah, it was very good effort. And very, that's what I really good. like about him. You know, he he puts his body where bigger men wouldn't wouldn't want to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the He's only got other a thing, big pair of kahunas. Yeah, the only other thing I was going to talk about when it comes to fullbacks, and I think we'll do this as a question next week, is. Old school fullback, we're talking about a Will Jordan versus the new school fullback of McKenzie or a Barrett uh, along yeah. those lines. But shall we okay. move on to the last game as I look at my recorder and realise we're running out of battery? <laughs> um, <laughs> Highlanders Blues, mate. Did the Blues deserve to win? Yeah, mate, Toby, I just think the Blues are way, way too good on this one. Uh, if you look at their team... They've just got firepower everywhere, and they're all on song. Yeah, they were. But again, you know, the the Highlanders, they play as a team. We've said it every single week, and I think they still played as a team, and they were within touch all the time. But like you say, I think the Blues were just too big, too strong, too good. Yeah, I mean, if... You take Bowden Barrett, for example. I absolutely, by the way, I absolutely agree with you. You, you, you. The Highlanders are, and we've said this for a number of years, haven't we? They just they play the best team rugby, considering all of their frailties, uh, and they manage to get performances out of players. The big thing here was to make it even more difficult for themselves. They'd had a problem with a few players going out drinking in Queenstown, apparently. So, oh, really? Yeah, a number of players weren't available. I mean, you had Michael oh. Collins playing at 13, Mitch Hunt yeah. playing at 15. I mean, Josh Ione at 10 is a great player, but um, yeah. you know, you, you'd arguably be thinking Mitch, Mitch Hunt to start at 10. But I mean, Bowden yeah. Barrett, how good was he with ball in hand on Saturday? Again, playing at 10. Playing at 10, yeah. Did you, you see? Know, I said it last week. If he plays at 10, they'll win. Yes, and and TJ Farney as well. He was good as well, yeah. handful. But yeah. but it was interesting, wasn't it? Because there was a moment in the game where he was going to cross field kick it, and he stopped himself through a massive three miss pass to Blake Gibson, and yeah. they go and score in the corner, and and pretty much at yeah. that point take the game away from the Highlanders. Exactly, game over. How about what did you think, Caleb Clark? Oh God, he I was good, wasn't he? He was good, but also he was good because he was going looking for the ball. 
he did you know he did a, he, d- he did play in the seniors a little bit didn't he i know that he yeah, was still on the I mean. wing but he just looked yeah. good in the seniors didn't he yes i agree i mean maybe that, he's a center mate oh he is isn't he that that mm. that back line though you go barrett fayani yuani talia you know i know you got duffy at the back clark but clark on the other wing god that's oh, a that's a gosh. great back line isn't it <laughs> it's Huge, yeah, huge. So I know they got away with one last week, but what's going to be really interesting is they're done now, aren't they? Really, it's the Crusaders to to have to play them last, and if the Crusaders don't win against the Highlanders, then it's going to go down to the last game. Yeah. The only well, question mark is Bowden Barrett and his kicking. Not good because Richie Mawanga's kicking no good as well. <clears throat> so you've got Bowden Barrett. At fifteen, apparently, um, I think right. after watching the games, you can't have Bowden Barrett playing at fifteen and Richie playing no. at ten because they both can't kick. No, exactly. In key moments, so you need to have someone no. who can kick a D Mac or uh, a Barrett yeah. at the back. Uh, you know, yes. his younger brother, uh, who Jordy, can, yeah. yeah, who can kick it over. Yeah. But it was a great game to watch. It was another absolute humdinger, yeah. wasn't it? It's thrilling. And and Aaron, encounter. And, and Aaron Smith again was just top class. But Finley Christie, very oh, good as well. Double. Yeah, very very good. Got the double, good offloads for the third try. No, it was. And but I tell you what, the Blues scored some fantastic team tries. Yes, oh. you know, went through the hands, great offloads. Yuani again then, has shown he can play at the highest level at thirteen with that inside pass, and he got yes. it quickly inside pass. A, oh. a, I can't remember who it was to. Was it was it to Christie who scored? I think it may have been. I think been. it was to. I think it was to Caleb Clark. He oh, made yes. the break. Yes, and then yes. Christie scored at the end. Yes, yeah. All right, mate. So, um, so some great games over the weekend. But this weekend yes. coming, we've got the Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. What are your thoughts on that? Oof. Well, you've got to you've got to pick the Hurricanes, don't you? Nah, mate. Chiefs by five for me. Chiefs by five. Nah. Hurricanes by... No Lamape. No Lamape. Hurricanes by three. It's going to be another tight one. Another tight loss for the Chiefs, unlucky fellas. I think the Chiefs are going to do it just because they have to do it at some point and it's going to be this well, week. I, <clears throat> I hope they do do it, but for the sake of the Hurricanes and my team... Oh, which one? The Chiefs or the Hurricanes, mate? Or the Blues? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> no, the Highlanders. Oh, okay. Yeah, got you. What about the Crusaders versus the Highlanders? Are the Crusaders at home? Home, yeah, for Crusaders, yeah. Yeah, you've got to pick the Crusaders, don't you? Crusaders, what they won by last time, 20. Crusaders by 12, I think. I'm going to call it too strong. very, very close. I'm going to say Crusaders by three. And it depends on the Highlanders. If they turn up with a half a team like they did on Saturday – even though they play very, very well as a team, I just can't see them turning over the Crusaders. Although the Crusaders have got their injury problems as well, but they've yeah. managed those very, very well. And with you know, with one big game and they've won the whole comp, I, I just back the Crusaders under pressure to be able yeah. to do it. Yeah, I agree. Rebels v Brumbies. <clears throat> Brumbies are away from home. Rebels are going to win. Rebels will win by eight, I reckon. I think the Rebels have been dog this year. Um, so I'm going to say Brumbies by ten. They're going to get that rolling Ooh. ball. They're going to they're going to get their, those backs firing. Not 
but the, the rolling more <laughs> will be enough for them. Yeah. But it could go either way because if the Rebels turn yeah. up, then they could win it definitely. All right, mate. And the last game, we've got the Waratahs versus the Reds. <clears throat> the Reds for me will win. Um, the Waratahs have been pretty lackluster at the moment, haven't they? Yeah, apart from Michael Hooper, they've just been really average. So yeah. I'm going Reds as well by 10. Yeah, yeah, I'll go similar. The only thing is the Scars, they've had a, they've lost a couple of tight ones this year, the Reds. I mean, they've won a couple of tight ones as well, but... Yeah. yeah and, and it's well, a, they just it, haven't been that consistent. No, but it, and it's a big match. It's like, you know, the Waratahs versus the Reds is traditionally the big game, isn't it? So... Yeah, that's right. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, yeah, those are the games, mate. The rugby forecast have got Brumbies to beat the Rebels by six, Waratahs to beat the Reds by two, which is very interesting because I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Hurricanes to beat the Chiefs by 18. That's massive. 18? Yes. And the Crusaders to beat the wow. Highlanders by 12. So very interesting, those yeah. scores. But um, we're going to head back yeah. over to the studio now, mate. And we're back to listeners' questions. So we are back in the studio, Tobes. And our first listeners' question comes Jimmy. from Jimmy from Twitter. Twitter, yeah. And he says, is Sam Kane the right person to all to All Black to captain the All Blacks yes he is why Richie McCaw was a calm collective player who played the same every match yes but he also led from his performance didn't he that's right what is Sam Kane Ex- pretty much exactly the same yeah now people were saying what about Artie Severe? he's up and down can play really well. Yeah, but he's not a captain, though, is he? But he's not a captain. Yeah. You wouldn't say that, would you? Bowden no. Barrett. Well, he potentially could be captain, but your I still don't think. Your captain's got to stay in New Zealand. Yeah. You know, you think Richie McCaw stayed in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, could have left numerous times, but didn't. Yeah, true. Uh, Kieran Reid has left once he's finished being yes. captain. Sam Whitelock, he's captain before. Mm, see, that's why he's not captain now because he's taking his time to yeah to go overseas and do his thing. I just think it shows commitment. It shows the younger guys, you know, what you're all about. Yeah, he's very very calm. He also plays pretty damn well. And I know that he struggled this year a little bit, <clears> but <throat> he also came back from a broken neck. Yeah, what was that within like eight months as oh, well it was not, a little I'm bit not longer sure how long still a very very <clears throat> impressive yes agreed but he is definitely the right man for the job is yeah. there players who are going to be better than him at seven possibly well potentially yeah yeah but <clears throat> I don't think there's there's that many players who no. you'd name in front of him no someone like a, a Karifi is an up yeah. up and coming but he's not there yet Dylan Papa Lai. He's more of a six, isn't he? More of a six. Dylan Hunt. Again, he's young. Yeah. You know, all these guys yeah. might have their day, but there's no one. Not yet. There's no one that's blatantly better. The only one who you might say at seven is Ari Sevilla. Yeah. But but you'd have him at eight but now, you? can play you? him at eight, or you could play Ari Sevilla at six. So we've got cover there. Yes. At seven, he's a great poacher of the ball. Yeah. He leads by example. Yes, his sort of captaincy has been questioned because <clears throat> the Chiefs haven't been playing that well yeah. this year when it comes to key moments, and that does worry me. Dane Coles? 
Absolutely not. He's too much of a hothead. Great vice-captain, Dane Coles. Yeah. Great vice-captain. I think he'd give energy to the team as a vice-captain during the game. Yes. Yeah, I think there's... And the the other big difference between the All Blacks is they've got a lot of other senior players around them who will step in and who'll do a very, very good job and say, I think... Sam, we need to do this. Their leadership group would be really key. Guys like Aaron Smith. Yes. Guys like Bowden Barrett. Yes. Sam White like, might not be starting. That's something you've got to think about. You've got to have these guys no, on the No, that's true. You'd on have the Barrett, pitch. wouldn't you? Putty Putty Parkinson. Well, yeah. <laughs> I rate him. Yeah, yeah I know. Just, you just love saying his name. <laughs> so he's the, he's the right man for me. Yes, I agree. You, 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 we can look back in the past and say there's been captains who haven't been the best in their position but have been the best captain Reuben Thorne was a good captain Village. look at his percentage of wins that you true. covered in past podcasts yes that's true um, the Crusader Locke Blackadder Todd was blatantly not the best player in his position but was a very good captain yeah. and we needed to steady the ship at that point yes so you need a rock and Sam Kane is that rock, I do believe. Yeah, yeah. You don't always need the Flash Harrys. You need some accountants. You do. That came ben from Smith. a listener's question a few years ago, didn't it? But, you know. Ben Smith, the you, accountant. You, you need him. He's, yeah. he's going to be like your accountant. Yeah. Thinking, not just playing. Yeah. Which is really, really important. So David has got the next question from the Twitter. Yeah. Should... Aussie go down to three teams or not? And I've I put a little in brackets there because we've got asked this as well quite a few times. Should South Africa be axed? So should we do the Australian yes. thing first? Yeah. yeah. Should they go down to three teams? Let's go pros. So they're currently at five. They're cut well, kind of, aren't they? They're normally at four. They're normally at four. They've yeah, gone sorry, Western Force yeah. this year to. to make it so they can play amongst themselves. Let's go pros. Pros of them going down to three is you'd have a stronger player pool for those three teams. For the Wallabies. Arguably, I don't think for the Wallabies. You'd have a stronger pool if you're you're um, Reds, New South Wales or Brumbies. Yeah, but they'd all be fighting for those positions, which then would make them better, which then would make the Wallabies better, which then potentially they could win the World Cup. Short term, <laughs> short term, yes. Yes. Long term, they would potentially you go overseas. To, you want to strengthen your player base. Yes. And by having four or five teams, you strengthen your player base. Yeah. You might not strengthen your players. No. Yeah. So that that's your kind of and and they really need to put some performances out on the pitch yeah. at the moment to strengthen that player base as well. Yes, that's true. Maybe that's been their problem. They haven't had the player base to then start new teams up yeah, and they've you know done it a little bit too early but for me the downside is if you take away a team more players will go overseas yes another pro is you've got less players you've got less people to pay you can pay them more that's a big benefit so you can keep your better players in the country yeah there's pros and cons is what we're trying to say it would be interesting if they did go down to three, but I don't think they should. It's blatantly obvious if they went down to three teams, it would be New South Wales. Brumbies and Reeds. Reeds. Yeah. 
And and anyone that says it'll be any different would be lying. Yes. There's too much history for the Waratahs or the Reds not to be in your three. The Brumbies... Have been there since the start. They've got to. They've been there since the start, and they've had a, a very successful, the most successful reign in Super Rugby for the Australian teams. Yes. And the Rebels were the new, you know, last in, first out type yeah. thing. And they've had time to develop and become a real force. Yeah. And they never really have. So you'd have to say they're going to go. Yes, agreed. Should they go down? I'm going to say no. I, I can't see there being this travel amongst two countries by this time next year. So I'm going to say it has to happen in each country and then they play the finals for next year. So that so you'd, top two go into... Yeah, top two. It has to because... Yeah. If you're saying to me that there'll be free travel between South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand this time in 12 months, I would say if you're planning for that, you're a bit naive. Good luck. You're a bit naive. Yeah, well, we'll see. So, no, they shouldn't. If we were to do that, and we've done this before, this is what I would say. I'd say it's going to have to happen in your own country. So this might seem a bit weird. Reeds, New South Wales, Brumbies, Rebels, Japan, Pacific Islands team, yeah, Western Force maybe is in that in, the, in that group as well, but I would say no, you'd go Japan and Pacific Islands for the Australian com- com- yeah. competition. One of those, so you'd either go, you know, your Sunwolves or you'd go a Pacific Islands team, but they would have to move there and live and play during that time in Australia. They wouldn't be flying between the two countries. No, yeah. The South African Conference, which is really important that they stay in for my money, is Sharks, Bulls, Stormers, Lions, and either if you go Pacific Islands with the Australians and you go Japanese or Argentinian, if they've got any players left, if they've not all gone on to Europe. They play in one conference. And then obviously you've got your Blues, your Crusaders, your Hurricanes, your Chiefs and your Highlanders. And those are that. That's where you play your home and away, come together, happy days. That's the only way it's going to happen. And that and those games would all again have to be in one country, quarantining probably for two weeks. I don't think quarantining will be a factor in twelve months. You'd hope not. You'd hope not. But I just yeah. can't see this travelling between for you know first round here for you know I think yeah it would, back to normal you you mean yeah right yeah. So it'd be very, very interesting. What the benefits of that would be if they just kept the Australian conference almost as it is now would be travel costs would be lower. Yeah. The cost of playing, you know, you'd you'd arguably get bigger crowds for your home games. Would you though? We've just looked at the last game. Still way bigger. The the crowd numbers are way up on what they were last year. Yeah, and I think because people have nothing else to do, they don't have anything else to do. But life in New Zealand has got back to normal. So, so therefore, true. You know that they just get back to normal. As in, um, I didn't go to rugby before. I'm not going to rugby now. They're still turning up because it's local derbies. Uh, It'd be a shorter season, so better for your players. Bigger touring window, and uh, you could have a top three or a top two and a a bottom three or whatever. For me, there'd be win, 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 win. And that could be the future of Super Rugby. And I know we've mentioned this before. So I'm going to say don't go down to three teams. No. Stick with your four or five. Yeah. Play in your own country, then come together for your finals. 
Agreed. That is our last listeners question for today, Topes. We're going to move over to our Super Rugby Podcast personal questions area. <laughs> Again. Again. So um, the first question that, that came up from our listeners was, um, how do we do it? So how do we actually do the podcast? What do we, what, what do we actually do in to, to produce this thing that well, we do? Well, I turn up, <laughs> turn on my computer and start talking rubbish. Although I haven't talked much for the last five minutes, mate. You've chewed everyone's ear off. As I normally do. <laughs> as I normally um, do. No, you do a lot of work behind the scenes setting it all up. Um, and again, I turn up with very poor questions in the quiz. We generally watch the, we watch, we watch the, we games. Watch the games normally, the New Zealand games together. Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, we'll, I'll often watch all the games, but when it's full Super Rugby, that's pretty tough. So if we don't Especially watch... Especially when we're working as well. Yeah. So I'll watch as many games as I can, um, watch the extended highlights, yeah. read up on all the news articles, and we produce a kind of a matrix sheet that we both have control of. Yeah. The Then we obviously go and do that. Actually, to be honest, reviewing the games is, that, is our smallest part of it yeah. in reality, and that's what we try and do. Um, listeners' questions, fantastic. Yes. We love it. So we we get our listeners' questions from Twitter, from our, our, our Gmail account, um, and we stitch it all together on a Tuesday evening. Normally, isn't it? So that's when we talk. Uh, we, that's when we do record it, and then we put it up. Oh, I put it up about an hour after we've done it. Um, and it's a lot of work, eh? Like you know, it's it takes a bit of time and stuff, but. It's it's fun and enjoyable. A lot of credit to Damo. <laughs> a lot of credit to Tobes because um, I obviously produce it, but you you read up on it and you run with it and and you add in elements that I cents. that I can't add in. That's for sure. <laughs> so yes, yeah. So um, that's what we do. Um, people didn't know we started two years ago, really, didn't we? So this is our second year. This is our yes. second season yeah. of doing it. Yeah. The other question is. And our last one before we close up for this podcast today is um, where do we where do we see it going? So you know what what, what do we want to do in the future? Well, the podcast, yeah. the podcast. Well, I mean, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> leave that door open. But we, well, we, I think we just enjoy talking about rugby, don't we? Yeah, and you know, if something bigger comes of it, then happy days. But we're not really looking at the moment. To make money because we're not making anything. No, we don't make any money <coughs> for our services. Uh, maybe we, we should get, get knighted. Sir, <laughs> you get knighted. That's right. Thank you. Uh, we, no, we don't get paid anything. Um, y- y- the way it all works, you have to get a huge number of listeners before people yeah. will come in. We've had some. Uh, we've had some people that would would sponsor us who are friends of ours who basically just give us some money to buy a new kit or whatever. But it, I've never accepted that no, from anyone. No. And we are thinking about doing a Patreon page, um, potentially producing some T-shirts and some caps and some mugs and things like that, that that you guys can... We don't believe in anyone. (laughs) Well, I don't believe... Yeah, yeah, I heard that. that? I try not to listen to you. (laughs) But we we do... do, Well, I don't believe in people paying for nothing. No, I think we need to earn it. 
That's right. And the, and the way yep. that we would we we would never ask anyone to pay for this. Definitely, this that would be torture. But you know, if if when the t shirts well, come out or the, the maybe mugs, that's, you know, like the police might use it to torture their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're in, in Afghanistan torturing uh, <laughs> on loudspeakers. Oh, the, the white flag. <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah, maybe in the future that's the one way you could support it. And if there was ever ads on whatever, if it comes on, that's nothing to do with us. Click on the ad, we might get a kickback or something from it or whatever it is. But but yeah, so so that's it. I mean. I've I've kind of thought about getting guests on, yeah, and I think that would be a different podcast to be honest. Because the great thing about what we do is we just speak our mind. We do. We don't pre-plan really. I mean, we've got things on the computer, but we never. Yeah, make it's just notes sort of. But like it, let's say we had Bowden Barrett on the show. Yes. Then we'd have to always say positive things about Bowden Barrett. Which isn't he, always true because he wouldn't come on the he wouldn't come on the show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I'm not coming in your show. You bagged me. Yes. I'm like, well, yeah, but, but also we but might you didn't get, play very well. We might so. get high numbers for that one week, and then we'll go back to normal movie. Yeah. <laughs> so interviewing players is a real catch two twenty situation. <laughs> catch two twenty two. Catch. <laughs> how was that? Yeah. <laughs> catch twenty two. You know, if you interview players, you kind of then got to go. Oh, he's a friend of the podcast. Yes, and he's so, a really good player. Blah blah yeah, blah. blah but know, that's not always true. No. So we like just to talk about we what speak we speak our mind. Yeah, and hopefully you're watching and you think the same thing as we do. Or like going, Cody Taylor. Yes. Shocking at the moment, throwing the ball in, and we can say that because we don't have any relationships with anyone on the Crusaders who has come on the podcast. No. And you know, but I, I mean, personally, I think if if I went on the podcast and then one of my teammates didn't necessarily get bagged, but said I oh, didn't perform very well, I'd take that on the chin. You, but yeah, well, he actually he didn't play that well. No, and they must all know that. Yes, and I think we're fair, aren't we? I think so. You know, like Geordie Barrett, we bagged to an inch of his but life we, last year, but, but now know, this year <laughs> we're, we're go Geordie. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You've jumped on the bandwagon, haven't you? Oh, I love Jordan. <laughs> but it's also like Will Jordan. I don't really like Will Jordan, but I can see that he's a great player. Again, like Owen Farrell or England rugby. Yeah. We, we, we don't, don't like. necessarily like them, but, doesn't but we mean can appreciate that they're damn good, good players. at what they do. Yes. yes. Although Owen is not good. No. <laughs> not at all. He that is was very a, good. He a is poor very example. Good. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> No, so that's the reason why we're not going down the interviewing route. I think if I did go down the interviewing route, then that would be like a an additional thing that we do on the, yes. as a sideline. Yeah, we won't change it. No. We don't. We don't always do the quiz. No, people like the quiz, but we try and flip it around and change it around because I think we get. We need that change, don't we? Sometimes. Yeah, but I need to think of different questions. <laughs> you definitely do. Higher or lower? I like higher or lower. <laughs> yeah, I know you do because you always bloody win. No, we drew last week. Who oh, did we? Yeah. Cheers, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I think uh, there was, I mean, I, I do have an idea for another podcast, which I might try and do over the the, the summer holidays here, which is... Uh, um, which is like a sporting legends podcast oh, where you yeah. talk about yes. someone in, as individuals, but yeah. again, that's like a, a it would be like a sideline Side, thing. Maybe yeah. support, maybe that you know if it comes up, be great. But that's it. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of see it. It's saying as it is, pretty much. My stomach You're hungry, is eh? rumbling. I'm starving as well. But also, <laughs> if you've got any pointers that potentially could help us with our podcast, 
let us know. We're always open to ideas. We're always open to little comments, preferably positive ones. Um, yeah. But also just emails and all that sort of thing. Got a great, got a great tweet through from one of our supporters on Twitter, which said, "Guys, love the podcast, but you guys need to have a longer look at Will Harrison from the Tars. Uh, he's nothing like Ortilly Black. He is." Um, you know, an excellent player, yeah. running, and, and and that is the type of stuff yeah. that we love. And because we will, we will go back, yes, and exactly. we will go. Okay, well, let's have a look at him in more detail. He's still rubbish. He's still <laughs> no. rubbish. <laughs> no, we <laughs> no, can't no, say that yet because we haven't seen. No, and and you know that's the stuff we love yes. as well because you know that's why we started the podcast because we yeah. love rugby yes. and uh, the community that we've kind of semi created or has been created has been great. Yeah, been good fun. Agreed. And it's quite nice when people. Tweeting yeah. or yeah. write us a letter saying that they enjoy it because it is all about enjoyment and not taking it too seriously. But we love the nuts and bolts of rugby as well. Correct. Anyway, mate, that is us done. Yeah, so over and done with. we'll do two more questions in next week's podcast, okay. and then that will be done. We can <laughs> never do other personal stuff because no one really cares. But these are the questions that some people have asked, yes. so we need to do it. Anyway, uh, as always, like, subscribe. Definitely write a review. Yeah. Don't be one of those people that listens to us every week, never sends an email, never tweets nothing. You're selfish. (laughs) And never does a review. We've only got, like, it takes about a month for reviews to be kind of collated on the Apple podcast for the show. We've only got 22. 22 reviews? Yeah. And we have a heck of a lot more than that people listen. Oh, sorry. Yes. Poor from you. Poor. So make sure it's nice. <laughs> anyway, until next yes. week. Sayonara. Podcast Network.